1 John 1, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness, and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. Now, number one, the, the kingdom of God is, uh, is a kingdom uh, where the news is shared through personal witness. Amen. John is talking about himself and the other apostles, and then those who came afterwards. You know, John had disciples. All the, all the other apostles had disciples. And, and they, they made it their life's purpose to give witness to what they had seen with their eyes, what they had heard with their own ears, and what they had handled. And the object of their eyes and their ears and their hands was Jesus. And Jesus was the life of God that was manifested to the world. If you look over in the Gospel of John, chapter 1, it said that, it, that he was the light that lit up the whole world. He was the light of the world who lights up every man. And then he, he, was, he became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld, we saw the glory of God through Jesus. And John is saying everything that we have seen with our own eyes, heard with our own ears, and felt with our own hands. Remember Thomas stretching his hands into the nail-scarred side of Jesus, touching the nail prints on his hands and feet? Falling to his face and saying, my Lord and my God. They handled him. Jesus encouraged them to reach out and touch him and to handle him and know he's real. Amen. And, he, and John is saying, we have given witness to this reality. The kingdom of God is based upon the witness, the personal observations of real people who lived and saw and experienced. The kingdom of God is about real experiences. Real experiences. And you've all had them. You've all felt the touch of the Lord. You've all reached out and touched Him in one form or another. We could go all afternoon talking about our experiences in God. If you haven't had any, you're going to have some because this is the age of experiencing God. This is a time for experiencing God. This is not a time for not knowing Him personally. You can know Him personally. But I want you to, I want you to understand that our fellowship, the fellowship that we have in the kingdom of God is, is, is built upon the testimonies of those who've gone before us. All my life, I've sat at the feet of great people. I've met and known some of the greatest preachers and missionaries and soul winners that our generation and generation before us has ever known. And you have too. I've, I've done my best to bring them to this church in, in as much as possible. Because I, I, want, I, want, I want you to share in what they've experienced. And, and I love it when they talk about what they experience. Yes, 
I love it when they preach the Word. But then they can back up the Word with their own personal experience. They're not just talking from their heads, some seminary knowledge, something they learned out of a book, but they're talking from their own experience. The kingdom of God is an experience that we live and bear witness to, and others are brought in through our witness. Boy, if I could have said at the feet of Paul the Apostle, well, I do every day. Because he wrote a lot of stuff down. Now, I can't see him. I can't hear his voice. I can't reach out and touch him. But his words are living on in the canon of Scripture. I can fellowship with Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Aren't you glad for the Word of God? Now, the kingdom of heaven is, is a fellowship with the Word of God. Living fellowship. Can you say amen? amen. All right. Then, uh, in, in verse 3, he says, he says now we're, we're declaring all this to you, that you also may have fellowship with us. See, we're trying to bring people into fellowship. We're not trying to dominate people's lives. We're not trying to enforce the kingdom of God on people. We're, we're bearing witness to the kingdom of God and how good it is so that people will decide that they want a fellowship with us. They want to be a part of this wonderful kingdom. Amen? We're not preaching a religion here. We're not preaching a an organization here. Now, I'm a part of an organization called Kingsway Fellowship International, and there are times when I actively recruit people to join, the, join Kingsway Fellowship International. And one of my, one of my uh, uh, main methods is I tell them, Kingsway Fellowship International does not want to control your ministry. They don't want to dominate you. They don't want to control you. They don't want to tell you what to do. It is a fellowship. Yeah. Kingsway, fellowship. Yeah. And the emphasis is on fellowshipping the king's way. Yeah. You see, religion will put you in bondage. The kingdom of God will set you free. That's the difference. And what we're wanting to do is not put people in bondage to an organization, but to liberate them by recognizing what God is doing in their life. Amen. And so there are people that that really appeals to. And so we invite them into Kingsway Fellowship International. And it is international. I'm getting ready to go to Nepal. And one of the reasons we're going to Nepal is I'm taking a box full of applications for people to apply for membership in Kingsway Fellowship International. Because those pastors and ministers in Nepal are living in a country where Christianity is outlawed, where Christianity is put down, where Christianity is persecuted. They need to be a part of something bigger. They need to feel like they're covered. They need, and, and not, those pastors have no recognition at all. But we're giving them recognition. We're recognizing the call of God on their life. 
We're not going to try to control them. The kingdom of God is not about controlling people. Yes, there's a rule to it. Jesus is a king who rules, but he rules in righteousness. He rules in love. And he invites people into fellowship. And John says, we're, we're, we do all this that we do, we're doing it so that you can have fellowship with us. And truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. In these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Now notice, he didn't say, we're leaving our fellowship with Jesus Christ and the Father so that we can come down to your level and fellowship on your level. He didn't say that. He said, we're inviting you to come up with us. Come up here with us. So you see, the gospel of the kingdom is a come up here gospel. Come up here gospel. It's not a I'm coming down gospel. It's no come up here. We're inviting people to step up. Step up into what? Into the fellowship that we share with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. It's like, the, it's like the door to the upper room has been swung open and the 120 have spilled out into the streets and they are inviting everybody in the city to just come on in. And that day, the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people joined the fellowship. It's a fellowship. You learn the ways of the kingdom after you come in. <laughs> you don't hit them with the rules up front, folks. You hit them with the fellowship up front, with the joy. Amen. For the joy of the Lord that fills you is attractive. And it will attract people into the fellowship. Can you say praise God? All right, John's calling on people to come up to his level of fellowship. Jesus, remember, is the lifter. If you follow Jesus through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, every time somebody was f falling down at his feet, he lifted them up. He lifted them out of their sins. He lifted them out of their misery. He lifted them up off their deathbeds. Jesus is a lifter. The kingdom of God is about lifting people into Divine fellowship. Hanging around the divine. Rubbing shoulders with God. Holding hands with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Man, our fellowship is a high, high fellowship. And anyone may come. Whosoever will may come. Jesus said, Hey, everyone who thirsts, come on in and drink of the water of life freely. I mean, it's an open invitation for anyone who wants more. But they have to come up to his level. He's not going to come down and compromise who he is. You've got to come up to where he is. <laughs> Amen. I'll tell you what, people, you know, there's been this, there's been, you know, it's funny listening to people talk, preachers talk, people on TV, you know, and things like that. They're always putting the church down. 
You ever notice that? Well, the problem with the church is, or the, and, and they're always preaching to the pastor. You pastors, what you ought to be doing, pastors, blah, 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 blah. And, and, and uh, when, they, when they badmouth the church, I, f I feel like they're badmouthing me. And when they talk about pastors, I think they're talking to me because I am one. And I've got, I've got friends, I use that word loosely, I've got friends that, you know, I'll sit down with them, you know, at a restaurant or something, and they start talking about churches and start giving the reasons why they're not going to a church. And yet they're spiritual, and they, and they know more about how things ought. They, they know about how things ought to be, and they, they're really critical of churches and critical. And, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, looking at him, doesn't he know that he's talking to the pastor of a church about the church? No, we're not perfect. We don't do everything right, and we certainly don't do everything to suit people. If we were people suiting, if that was our motive and our, and our whole focus, this place would be jam-packed. If I just preached what people wanted to hear, they'd be in here just scratching their ears and just having a hell time. But that's not, you know, we're, we're not called to do that. We're, we're just called to present the gospel of the king. We're to tell them about the king. We're to talk to them about Jesus and, and, and speak about kingdom rules and invite people into the fellowship with that king. Do you want a fellowship with God? You want a fellowship with Jesus? Well, come on in. Don't go around bad-mouthing us and criticizing us. And what y'all ought to be doing is this, that, and the other. That falls into the same group of people that are always talking bad about God. If God is so powerful, why does He allow this to happen in the world? Why does He allow that to happen? Because God has given people the choice. You can live, in the, you can live under the domination of sin and Satan and, and evil empires, or you can come into the kingdom of God. The choice is yours. If you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all these, all these things that worldly people are fighting for and kicking for and scraping for and lying and cheating for and, and still not getting, all these things will just be added to you. Amen. See, it, we just need to present the kingdom of God in truth and reality, and people will want to join. They'll want to join in. Quit bad-mouthing the church. Besides, there's a, difference, there's a difference between the church and the kingdom. Church is an elite group of called-out ones in the kingdom of God, but the kingdom of God is bigger than the church. <laughs> Just like your bride wasn't the only woman in the world. It was just the one that he chose. You chose your bride. You, you wives look at your husband and realize he chose me. He chose me. <laughs> he, could have, he, could have, he could have gone after any of the women in the world, but he chose you. You see, the, the church, is the, the bride of Christ, is God's chosen mate. But Jesus is king of the universe. Amen. He's even king of the ones that went to hell. 
That's another subject. Okay. Look at verse 5. This is the message which we have heard from Him. See, our message comes from Him, the King, and we declare it to you, that God is light, and in Him is no darkness at all. God is pure light. He's so much light that when we get to heaven, the heavenly Jerusalem, there will be no night or day, no sun or moon, because He's the light of it all. And there's not going to be any dark corners or dark alleys. There's not going to be any hidden places where people can creep around and do wrong. Because His light will fill every nook and cranny. He is the light. He is the light, and in Him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. Our fellowship, the, look, notice it says, we have fellowship with one another. If we walk in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Well, that, that another has a dual meaning. It means we have fellowship with God. One, we're one with another. Fellowship with God. But it also means, laterally, we have fellowship yes. with one another. Yes, See, our fellowship uh, and our circle of fellowship greatly expands when we walk in the light. Amen. When we walk in the light, all of a sudden we, are, we, we, we begin to recognize uh, more and more about God. We begin to recognize more and more about Jesus. And every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. You know that. Amen. But not only that, we begin to realize we've got brothers and we've got sisters and we've got fellowshipping people who are also fellowshipping with God that we can fellowship with. I met a guy this morning. He walked in here. He walked in here to hand me this packet. It says, Dear Pastor. I don't know what's in it, but I'll look at it later. And he says, he says, I'm a pastor here in town. He was an Asian fellow. And a uh, and, uh, very nice looking guy. Had a couple people with him. He said, I'm a pastor here in town. And we're going to have a meeting. want to invite you to this meeting. And that's what this packet's about. And, and I shook hands with him. And I instantly felt related. I wasn't, sh I wasn't shaking hands with an Asian. I was shaking hands with a brother. I know nothing about his doctrine. I know nothing about his beliefs and his practices. But I know one thing. My, my, my fellowship detector went off the chart. Hallelujah. So I'm going to follow up on this dude and, and see if I can't fellowship with him more. Because he's, he's, uh, God's expanding my my, my fellowship circle. See, when you come into the light and you begin to walk in the light, other people that are full of that same light are going to stand out to you. 
and you're going to be drawn to them. There's going to be this magnetism, this family, this family feel. I get that when I go to Central America and they're all speaking in Spanish. And yet I feel like I'm talking to family. And many of them, I've, I've, I've gotten to know them personally and been in their homes and, and, and fellowshiped with them. And, and, and they're Facebook friends. And we, we, you know, we correspond a lot. And, uh, and uh, you know, even though we have to hit that little button that says translate, it's wonderful. And then I go, you know, if I go to Haiti, and, you know, they speak a strange language there. And, uh, you know, some, some mix of, uh, of African and French. I, I, don't, I don't understand that language, but there are brothers and sisters there that just immediately you get, you get attached to. Then, then you go to Africa, and you, you meet somebody who speaks Swahili, or Zulu, or Afrikaans, or some dialect in between. And, and you have to have an interpreter to tell you what they're saying. But when you look them in the eye and shake their hands, you know you're talking to family. It's wonderful. Same thing happens in Burma. Same thing happens in, in, in Nepal and other places in the world. Even in the airports, when you're just passing through. You know, it's passing through Seoul, Korea on our way to Myanmar. And in the airport, we just sit down, we're talking, and I'm sitting next to this guy, and he's, he's, he was from, I don't even remember where he was from, but it wasn't there, like Singapore or Malaysia, somewhere. And, and uh, as we began to talk, I realized I was talking to a brother. And we began to fellowship, we began to share, and, uh, and before it was over, you know, we, we prayed for each other, and we went on our ways. Donald Byrd was there. John Armour was there. And, and we were just sitting in that airport just fellowshipping. Folks, they're all over the world. Amen. They're all over the world. And you know that half of the Christians in the world today live in countries that are not free. Yeah. Over half the Christians in the world today are living in countries that are not free. And yet God is using them mightily and the gospel is spreading and the kingdom is growing. The number of charismatics, get this, the number of charismatics being added, by charismatics I'm talking about Holy Spirit filled believers, now numbers over a billion people in the world. And they're growing at a rate four times the rate of population growth. So we're gaining ground. We're gaining ground. Aren't you glad? But it's the fellowship. And people are looking for fellowship. They're looking for friends. They're looking for love. They want somebody to love them. They want somebody to care about them. And we're telling them there's a king that gave his life for you. And loves you so much that he wants you to come into the house and fellowship with him. Can you say praise the Lord? All right. Well, this gospel witness... He says in verse 5, This is the message we've heard from Him and declare to you, that God is light and in Him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with Him, we walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us 
from all sin. It is, it is a fellowship that cleanses us of all sins. Now he goes on to say, if any one of you say you don't have any sin, you're a liar. You deceive yourself. The truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar and His Word is not in us. So if we admit to our need, what a fellowship. I can come into fellowship with God Almighty and admit and confess my sins and He'll wash me and make me clean. It's a fellowship around and focused and centered around the blood of Jesus that washes us and makes us clean. Don't deny that you need it. Don't deny that you have any need of that fellowship of His blood. Admit that you need to fellowship with Him in His blood and just come on in and get cleaned up. And once you're clean, you're clean. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. For he who knew no sin became sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, what a fellowship. What a joy divine. Leaning on the everlasting arms. Amen. Praise God. Now, I told you I was going to share uh, this from the Amplified Bible, so I'm going to do that. I'm just going to read, read this chapter in the Amplified Bible because it amplifies it. Is it all right? Will I read eight verses to you? Out of the Amplified? Okay. Here we go. You ready? We are writing about the word of life in Him who existed from the beginning, whom we have heard, whom we have seen with our own eyes, whom we have gazed upon for ourselves and have touched with our own hands. And the life, an aspect of His being, was revealed, made manifest, and demonstrated and we saw as eyewitnesses and are testifying to and declaring to you the life, the eternal life in Him who already existed with the Father and who actually was made visible and was revealed to us, His followers. What we have seen and ourselves heard, we're also telling you so that you too may realize and enjoy fellowship as partners and partakers with us. And this fellowship that we have, which is a distinguishing mark of Christians, is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ the Messiah. And we are now writing these things to you so that our joy in seeing you included may be full and your joy may be complete. And this is the message, the message of promise which we have heard from Him and are now reporting to you. God is light. And there is no darkness in Him at all. No, not in any way. So if we say we're partakers together and enjoy fellowship with Him when we live and move and are walking about in darkness, 
We are both speaking falsely and do not live and practice the truth which the gospel presents. But if we really are living and walking in the light as he is himself is in the light, we have true unbroken fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses, removes us from all sin and guilt and keeps us cleansed from sin and all its forms and manifestations. If we say we have no sin, refusing to admit that we're sinners, we delude and lead ourselves astray. And the truth which the gospel presents is not in us, does not dwell in our hearts. If we freely admit that we have sinned and confess our sins, He is faithful and just, true to His own nature and promises, and will forgive our sins, dismiss our lawlessness, and continuously cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's an ongoing thing. Everything not in conformity to His will, in purpose, thought, and action. Everything in your life that does not conform to His will, in purpose, thought, and action, He'll cleanse us from it. If we say or claim we have not sinned, we contradict His Word and make Him out to be false and a liar. And His Word is not in us. The divine message of the Gospel is not in our hearts. Oh, I want it to be in my heart. My little children, 1 John 2, 